Um, I'm finding out things about myself <laughs> yearly as I go along, but that's good, right? Because we all want to grow. We, you never want to be at a place where uh, you're not learning, right? Um, so most recently, I've been struggling personally with um, being emotional. But that's a good thing as well. I think that the reason why I'm in public relations is because I'm a people person. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Camille Davis of Montage Public Relations. Camille, it's great to have you on the show. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Definitely the honors all ours. And, and what I wanted to do is just read a little bit more about Camille so you can hear about some of those awesome things that she's doing. And unapologetically pushing the culture forward, Camille pivoted to focus on Black-owned and women-owned businesses in 2019. Focused on impactful brands, Camille is building her legacy by giving voice to those who contribute to the greater good and make their communities thrive. She's the host of Meet the Media, the Women for the Culture podcast, and a media guru. She's making space for and propelling Black women in representations. And I I love everything Camille is doing because at the end of the day, having a voice is one of the most important things we have. So when people have the ability to do that through her platforms, I, I appreciate you uh, for making a way sometimes when we feel that there's no way. So Camille, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? Yes, I am. Let's do this. Let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to just rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Basically, I had no idea what entrepreneurship was. That wasn't something that I was necessarily taught growing up. I had two parents who worked for the local government. They were both police officers and education was number one. They stressed the importance of going to college. And back then it was like, okay, are you gonna be a doctor? Are you gonna be a lawyer? There was really nothing outside of those two positions at least as far as black excellence was concerned, right? Mm -hmm. So um, also being located in DC, I had family members just go get a good government job. You know, the GGJ, right? That's like good government job, good government job. That's all people talk about in Washington, DC, right? I guess it's just so easy and people just assume that if you live here, you work within the government. Um, so it wasn't until maybe my junior year of high school when I started thinking about, okay, what college am I going to go to? I put feelers out and I really thought I was going to go to Spelman. I already had it set. It was going to be, you know, all girls, Black institution. There was so much pride and history there. But can I tell you, Spelman sent me a letter and they're like, oh, come talk to us next year. Do you know how much that really kind of like shot me down, especially for my people, quote unquote, you know, so that I thought, right. So I'm like, no, I want, they couldn't have sent me a sweatshirt or a, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you're interested. You know, here are some upcoming programs where learn more about our school. That didn't happen. Right. And state welcomed me with open arms. Not only did they do that, they invited me up um, for the summer. This is the summer before my senior year to a multicultural journalism workshop. At the time, I thought that I wanted to be a writer. I was really good at it. 
Um, so I went there and then that's when I was kind of exposed to the world of public relations. So if Penn State had never given me that opportunity, I would have never known what public relations was. I had the opportunity to come on their campus a whole year early and experience that college experience. I was able to write for the Daily Collegian on campus. Um, and for, we also had a communicator, which was the on-campus newspaper. So I got that writing experience before I even left high school. So I feel like I really kind of attribute my success to Penn State giving me that opportunity when I was just eager for it, right? Um, so that's when I really decided, wow, I don't have to just choose one lane. I don't have to just write. I can do news. I can do advertising. I can basically do public relations. And you're telling me that it's all encompassing of all of these things that I love. Um, and that's when I just ran with it. Once I graduated, I it was extremely difficult, but I pushed through. At the time, it was very competitive to have a career in public relations. I actually had to have a certain GPA even to enter into my major. But with all of that being said, I still didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I thought I was just going to work for a PR agency coming out of school. So flash forward, you know, to my senior year of at Penn State, I'm applying to all of the PR greats, you know, the um, Edelmans, the Ogilvies. I thought that I wanted to be with one of those big PR agencies, the Ketchums. What was really interesting is I had phone conversations, my initial phone interview, and that's what kind of passed you along. I never got that next step interview, and I don't know why, but it wasn't for me, and I'm so glad to know that now. Um, it wasn't until I graduated, and there were no jobs available. I literally graduated at a time where it was we were in the middle of a recession. Jobs just were not there. Um, so I said, I'll go to grad school. Luckily, I had that option. I had a full ride to Penn State. My parents were behind me. Whatever you need to do, you know, you got us thus far. They were willing to support me financially. So I came home. I went to GW and I went to business school. Um, I then wanted to kind of focus my public relations experience. I said, well, let me pick a lane. And I thought that was going to be towards sports management and event management. So I decided to enter into um, their business school and receive a master's of Tourism administration. That's where sports management fell under. What is so funny is that I was then introduced into another world. Tourism was amazing to me. The fact that I could throw one event, a high pro profile event, let's take the Super Bowl, for instance. If I could bring the Super Bowl to Washington, D.C., how the area um, restaurants would benefit from that, how the area hotels would benefit from that, how the arts would benefit from having one major event produce revenue for all around it. That was fascinating to to me. So here I go, graduating grad school, thought that I was going to get with um, local tourism administrations. That still did not happen. Destination DC at the time was huge for me. I wanted to work there. I wanted to plan events on a city on a major level between that or working in sports because I went to Penn State, which was a sports dominated school. I had nothing but athletes as friends, but still couldn't find my place. How do I represent these people? What is so funny um, is that in 2010, I started Montage Public Relations. No knowledge of entrepreneurship, but simply because not only were the jobs still not available, those that were available then were not willing to pay me what I was worth coming out with a grad school degree. I thought as though my salary should you know, be equal 
to my experience or my educational background. Um, so I just decided, hey, I'm going to do it for myself. And luckily, I've been doing it ever since. So this is officially 11 years in business for me at Montage PR. And I'm so proud because as many of you know, you know, half of small businesses fail within the first two to five years. So it's really um, a pleasure that I'm still around. And now I make sure that I'm identifying what those gaps are to make sure that other businesses just like me see longevity. Nice. I absolutely love that. And I appreciate you for, for telling your story. And, and a lot of times we don't realize that when we're sometimes uh, facing a place that we can't go, like it's kind of like a, um, a stopgap or, or um, a, a dead end. A lot of times it's a redirection into something better. So I, I love that you've been able to kind of do that and remind us of how important that is. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more about Montage PR, see, hear how you work with your clients and also hear a little bit more about what you feel kind of sets you apart and is like what I like to call your secret sauce. Thank you. Um, I'm all about emotion. I'm all about communicating a brand's message. And I really make sure that I tap into the emotion of the reader, the viewer, the customer. That is kind of like my thing, you know, my secret sauce, as you can say. I don't think that um, we can tell a message without making it relatable. So I want to come into your home, whether my client is on the news or whether you're reading about their product in the paper. And I want to make it make you feel a certain type of a way. I want to tell their story and either make you laugh or make you cry or make it hit home to the fact that you know that you want to align with this business. That's how I appeal to the customer. Also, right about now, I only want to work with businesses that are about impact. Um, I think that we've been through a lot as a nation over the past year. Um, and not only do we want to see the people who are, you know, packaging the products, we want to know the people that are behind that brand. We want to hold those people accountable. We want to know that they care about the customer. So I'm all about brands who want to make a difference and an impact. It's all about CSR to me. What's your corporate social responsibility? How are you giving back and making a footprint in a major way? And that's really what I'm invested in. And I think that that is how I make my clients stand out, you know, um, um, as opposed to the rest. Absolutely. And so um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Can I say my media list? That's kind of like yes. my Bible in a sense. Without my media list, I couldn't do anything. Um, so I, I, I think that that's kind of like my go-to, having this document that you can, you know, at the press of a button, access a ton of contacts, you know, in one moment, that's kind of my way in and out of any situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client related to PR, or it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. I love this question. Um, I'm finding out things about myself <laughs> yearly as I go along, but that's good, right? Because we all want to grow. We, you never want to be at a place where uh, you're not learning, right? Um, so most recently, I've been struggling personally with um, being emotional. 
But that's a good thing as well. I think that the reason why I'm in public relations is because I'm a people person. I always put my clients' best interests first. However, that can be really detrimental for someone who's an empath like myself because I feel everything, every single no that comes by from a reporter. You know, it's like the publicist is is that person that that receives all the no's so the client doesn't have to. But at the end of the day, it's really draining. So if I could tell any advice, like if you're an empath, Public relations may not be the industry for you. Uh, but one thing that I will say, a potential investor pulled me aside and said, you know, I think sometimes you care more than the client does. And you would think that that's a good thing, right? But it's not. Um, you cannot be more passionate about a project than your client is. Um, you want to make sure that you are passionate. I don't take on any clients that I do not fully support their idea because I need to be able to communicate this to the public when they're not around, right? But my problem is you never want to get too far in where you care about the baby more than the client does because that just, it doesn't work out. And that's something that I've had to learn over the years Absolutely. And so I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping out different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Camille, what does being a CEO mean to you? Um, I think that being a CEO is obviously the ability to lead, but also the ability to listen. Um, I had a conversation before we were on this interview today with um, one of my social media managers. And although I'm in public relations and our worlds cross, I do not in any way, you know, ex you know, um, lead anyone to believe that I'm an expert in social media. I think that it is important to have people around you. You know how they say that your network is your net worth, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that being able to pull from like-minded individuals, that is what makes you a highly successful CEO. Um, knowing where other strengths lie and being able to pull upon them and utilize them, I think that that's what makes a good leader. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Camille, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about your podcast and all the awesome things that you're working on. Absolutely. I think that um, before now, self-care was never even a word. And I'm starting to learn that going, you know, all engines blasting, working 24-7 is great. But at the end of the day, rest is so important. And I'm starting to learn that myself because as you said, we cannot pour from an empty cup. Um, so as we're all trying to take over and have our seven different lanes and streams of income, I do want to make sure that we save time for ourselves and our mental and we know how important that is. And again, going back to creating, you know, and setting boundaries, know that we have little ones watching us. Um, so that's so important to me as I'm raising my son and he's four years old now is taking that time to sometimes disconnect, um, to remember to be present. It's so difficult being a CEO nowadays, especially when we're amongst the land of all CEOs. Um, but I think that we also have to remember at the end of the day that it's okay to unplug. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to have a mental health check um, and just try to stay as present as possible. Absolutely. No, I definitely appreciate that. And for people that want to uh, get in touch with you and listen to your podcast, what's the best way for them to do that? 
Thank you so much. Absolutely. The Women for the Culture podcast, we broadcast basically on all major streaming networks. Um, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, you name it. And there I'm interviewing your favorite celebrities. Um, also with Meet the Media, I'm interviewing your favorite media reps, but not only um, pushing the conversation on why it's important to control the narrative, why it's why representation matters, um, but also getting tips directly from the source on how we can elevate and level up in all areas of our lives. So look for me there. Also, I'm on Instagram. If you go to at Montage PR, that's M-O-N-T-A-G-E-P-R, you can basically um, find, use that as a hub to everything that I have my hands and access on. And basically that's my best visual portfolio to show you what I do. And I can do that better than I can tell you. So please join me over on Instagram at Montage PR, drop in my DMs, um, take a consultation. I promise I don't buy <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I truly appreciate that, Camille. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But I love that last piece that you left us with as well, too, about being so cognizant of our health and our, our mental health, especially too, especially after this past year and a half plus of like how important that is not to you know take away from the work or take away from the work that we do, but it adds to it and creates um, more fuel for us to be able to be of service to, to people that we're working with from a business standpoint, or even our loved ones that we we have around us. So thank you so much for reminding us of that and how important that is. And, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.